Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Movies Are Real for the month of January 2K23. We are once again on time with this podcast, a monthly podcast where we discuss the movies of the month prior and what we're looking forward to the next month. I am George here hosting. I am at peak hosting performance right now. Ryan, how are you doing? What do you need? What do you got to say? What's up? Hey, guys. It's Ryan. Uh, <laughs> things aren't looking great for me. <laughs> A lot of debt. Wife left me. Uh-oh. And I'm We're sorry to say I hate movies. <laughs> I just hate movies. We were just talking about reality TV show personalized, and that was like the like he, Ryan mentioned, like the elevated version. That was like the Ryan's, like he's even more of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Carrie. If I was ever on a reality TV show, sorry, Carrie Lyles. Well, whatever. But if I was ever on a reality TV show, I would definitely like try to be as like low energy as possible it's but, the, the, prob- but the problem with that is they would then cut me out yeah, of the show yeah you would get edited out right, right away <laughs> or there would be a producer off screen being like uh, to someone else be like go ask Ryan about his drama <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do on Drag Race it's like what's your drama I don't know I just like a lot of like childhood like means just like really like got into my head and I'm really working on it it's like you want to talk about that no it's really personal <laughs> There's, there's so many times where the drag queens will talk about all the producer prodding while they're just getting ready in the workroom, but they're trying to fabricate the storylines or have the emotional beats for the episode. And there's this really famous clip where one of the queens from season five, I think, uh, Kelly Mantle, was talking about this other queen, Vivacious, who grew up in Jamaica, and they were all getting ready. They were putting their makeup on it. The producer was like, Kelly ask Vivacious what it was like growing up in Jamaica. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's Carrie Lyles. Hello, Carrie. Hi. Uh, hello there, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the New Year 2K23, baby. That usually means two things. One, there's usually films of not high quality, or not a lot. And two, it's about time that I go, oh, we gotta decide where the best films of last year pretty soon. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. spaghettio. Um, so that's a thing we gotta start doing soon. Uh, anyways, in Grand January tradition, there's not a lot of movies to talk about this. But not all of them are bad. Actually, none of them are bad. Yeah, how about that? m 3 is the first movie on this list, folks. And m 3 uh, M3gan took the world by storm. Yeah, but then she came and went. It feels like so long ago. I don't know. She had her moment, as, as the kids say. Right? Kids are saying that. As a, what's her face? Uh, Wendy Williams. She is the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, M3 again. James, uh, not, well, not uh, Blumhouse, folks. Um, she's a doll. She can dance. Same writer as Malignant, I believe. Probably. Yes, yeah. one of the writers is from, one of the writers of Malignant. Um, she's a cool doll. She looks like uh, your friend, but she's a little, a little, a little creepy, a little different. Um... Yeah, this is a this is like a this is like a child's play situation, but funny. Child play like remake. Yeah, I didn't see the remake actually. Yeah. Somehow oh, I no, everyone watched it except me, and I know that Donna Joe, who was in the audience, uh, saw it as well, and she liked it. But I don't remember anyone else liking it that much. It was fine. It was it was, it was a fun time. At Aubrey yeah. Plaza. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, M three again. Carrie, what do you have to say about M three again? I, for some this reason, is weird, right? Like, it feels like it was it so long ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, for some reason, didn't have as much fun with it as I thought I would. But I don't think it's bad. I just think it could have been crazier. A lot of the stuff is in the marketing. Yes. Like, a lot of the fun stuff is in the marketing. Yeah. But I do agree. It, it could have gone crazier. But it's still a fun... 
This movie here, folks, is a watch with your friends at a party or whatever the hell, or with a group of people like at a theater who haven't seen it yet, and it just like this is ridiculous. Uh, but it's not. It is. It's what you get. It's what they marketed here. Folks. I think what they that they didn't market that was like very weird is like the the intro to like like the introduction of Mithrigan herself is very grim and dark and mm. sad. That is true. Like, the kid's parents die in, like, a horrible Big accident. Lodge vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, Big... very The Descent. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the main character, um, Lady from Get Out, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's very distant, and there's a lot of, like, her taking care of the kid, who's her um, niece... And then, and then not like getting along because she just doesn't understand. She has like big important tech job at not Apple or not Tesla or whatever. And there's a lot of not Megan before you get to Megan, and then it's just like, oh, it's it's Megan, isn't that crazy? <laughs> this is a toy and not like you know an AI that I don't know. It's just it's just it's just a lot of like sadness. And then like it gets to the robot, and it's like, why is this robot just being marketed as? like a children's toy. Um, and that is like the argument from, you know, Ronnie Chen. Um, who's like, like, how is this affordable for, you know, a parent to buy this for their kid? And she's like, oh, but it's, duh, duh, duh. it and also like, kills people. And they're like, God damn it, you're right. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's weird coming back. I had a good time watching this movie. And I think um, it's a good, it's a good fu- fun time. Turn off your brain. Have a have a fun film time with friends, but there really isn't anything groundbreaking in the doll that comes to life genre. Uh, I think she she put, she runs like a wolf at one point. She does a little dance. Yeah, That's fun. fun. I think the biggest the biggest surprise from the movie is the lullaby of that is Titanium <laughs> by Sia. That is that the thing awesome. they didn't spoil in the trailers, <laughs> yeah. which is fantastic. That was really funny. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, I like the doll itself. The effect of the doll. She looks creepy. She looks weird. Um, they did. They did an aliens at the end. That was pretty funny. Oh yeah. They did an aliens, yeah. and they already greenlit the sequel. But it's called M Three Guns Two. M Three Gun Two, which didn't. Two point oh. They did not take my recommendation of M Three Guns, and I'm upset about that. That's <laughs> I okay. mean that there's gonna be a third one, and then it will definitely be M Three Guns Three Gun M Three Guns Three. Great, wonderful. Anyways, that's M3 again. It's all right. It's fine. You know, it's fun. Uh, sick. All I know yeah. about all I know about this one. We talked about it right before. Um, talked about what's coming up. Last one. This one takes place at the in the story during the the start of the during pandemic. The, so this is, is this a, a Peacock. This is a Peacock original. This was the last thing I was able to watch on Peacock before Cox <laughs> Communications just decided wow. I don't get to have my free on, Peacock Premium put anymore. Put them on blast. I was gonna Co- say you should do. Have you guys seen that one truck driving around that's like ask me about how? Oh yes. <laughs> you need to do that. Be like ask me about how Peacock how Cox Communications just ripped me out of pre- Peacock Premium. <laughs> It's only five dollars. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, this is it's a Peacock Premium um, original film. Takes place at the at the right, right, right beginning of the pandemic. Basically, uh, March, April, twenty twenty. Um, written by one of the writers of some of the original Scream movies, and it is about uh, two friends who, you know, the pandemic is starting. It's going crazy, and they're like, you know what? 
let's go to my parents' cabin in the middle of the woods where there's no reception and no one's around to hear a scream for a nice pandemic, you know, let's just wait this thing out. How long could it possibly be? Uh, that whole thing. But then suddenly there's some, there's some killing going on because there's a little guy walking around killing, trying to kill him. Um, and I'll tell you what, this movie sucks. Does it? <laughs> and I don't like to be like that guy, but like, it's trying to, I know yes, that's right. It's like 87 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not very good <laughs> because it's, it's all about like this serial killer. Like at first there's the false, the false serial killer. Who's like a boyfriend. Who's like just coming by. It's like, I wanted to be with you during the thing. It's like, but we didn't want you here. It's like, oh, why are you being all weird? Like, I don't know. Even though he is acting like a serial killer. And then a real serial killer just comes by and starts like going after him and killing them. But then like the, my, my problem is it's not, for being like, it's supposed to be like a self-aware, like kind of like silly scream-like, you know, poking fun at some of the pandemic stuff. And then with the reveal of like why the killer is doing it, um, is just like kind of like you wanted toilet paper. It's a little bit. It's oh. it's a really it's a really dumb bad thing. It's I do you do you guys care if I spoil the big reveal? I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah, not gonna no, watch it. So basically, the, the spoilers kill, if you want to watch spoilers sick. for sick. <laughs> Um, the killers, it's actually two killers. Like and Scream. They're, and they're both going after one of the girls because she is asymptomatic and she gave COVID to their son and he died. Oh. I see. That's it's, real. It's really bad because she's like, <laughs> I don't have fucking COVID, okay? It's like, give her the test. And then like they force her to oh test it. And then like, they're like, look, and then it's like positive. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> And like, and then it's, and then they show her like a TikTok of her like making out with like, that's our son you made out with. You gave him COVID and he Sounds died. That's pretty funny actually. It's not funny though. It, like the way it presents itself as so like serious and like deadly. And it's like, first off, this, I don't know if we had COVID tests like at this yeah, like, say, level. This seems like, yeah. In, like, in, in, in March, in March 2020. Yeah. And like all this ideas of like asymptomatic, asymptomatic, and, and like and like a college student got and died from COVID yeah. that quickly. It's all like mm. at that point we thought like if somebody t with COVID touched a cereal box, the, the right. virus could go to the cereal <laughs> box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people were washing the cereal boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a little bit of that. Like they they went to a store and then they were like sanitizing their stuff, and it's like okay, I kind of remember that, but. I don't know. It, it's it feels like it's trying to condense all of the pandemic in like the first two months, and it's forgetting the first two months, which mm -hmm. was a lot more uncertainty and like. Right. And I don't know. It's it's not very good. It's it's trying really hard to be something fun, but it's not. You're right. It is written by the guy who did the, all the scream movies, and yeah. I know you did last summer. Yep. I did not like. I know what you did last summer. I don't remember it. It's not good. Unfortunately, it's got Freddie Prince Jr. It's not like offensive the way like. They slash they, them was, was slash another them. Peacock's uh, slasher film, but it's just kind of like uninspired, and it's trying. It, it thinks it's so much smarter than it is, and it's just not very fun. I feel like at the end of the day. Well, guess what? Now you don't have Peacock, so you don't have to worry I about any other shitty Peacock <laughs> films. Um, well, that's sick, folks. Uh, Skidamarink. 
Skinner rinky drinky do baby. Thank you do. This fucking movie blew up, huh? Yeah. My God. Yeah. It did very well for itself. And uh, I feel like a lot of people were bummed out by the movie they saw. <laughs> um, so we talked about this one last month. We were looking, looking forward to what's happening in January. Uh, and uh, Carrie, can you explain the whole setup for this bit? Uh, the Skinamarink is a experimental film where the premise is that these kids wake up and their parents are gone and all of the exits to their home have been sealed, trapped in their home without their parents. And it's supposed to tap into, from what I've heard from people who really, really gelled with this film, it's supposed to tap into that childhood fear of existing in your home when your parents aren't there and what can go wrong, being afraid of the dark and everything like that. So you're mainly following around the two children, but it's not shot traditionally. So it's like shots of the ceiling or just the floor. So you'll see people walking around and it's a sound heavy experience and... It's a, it's a very unique film. It's also a very unique film to watch in an absolutely packed yeah, theater. Yeah, that was weird. I think this might be the first film I would say that seeing it in the theater is the wrong way to watch That's the vibe I got from yeah. me. Because, <laughs> like, it's, it's very similar to, like, it's a very auditorial film. Um, very much like uh, A Quiet Place where, like, you're very, like, focused on, like, every little sound in it. But... As opposed to, like, A Quiet Place where, like, if someone farts, it's more funny. But, like, if this film, at least for me, like, it has you so, like, tense and, like, trying to, like, make out what's happening. And, like, the audio is really the only way you're going to be yeah. able to at what's happening. Even that it's very, like, distorted and, like, not clear. Um, but then, like, you know, like, like you see things in your peripheral. You hear someone, like, sneeze and be like, oh, oh God. Because, <laughs> like, it's... At least for me, what this film does, and this is a film that like I feel like I've appreciated a lot more, like thinking back on it, is you know it it really builds that tension, um, and it's just like it, it's ever growing, and you're just like unsure of what is about to happen and what you're about to see, and it just builds that tension. It doesn't really like peak, and it doesn't like have a great release. I still feel, but. I just, I just really appreciate all the weird nonsense it does. It's, it's very fun and cool and interesting and unlike really anything else that's been like in theaters. Yeah, I was gonna say I do appreciate anytime something this fucking weird makes it big. Yeah, Yeah, I like that, and I wish I liked the movie more. Like I just couldn't get hooked. But, like, I have a feeling that the reason it blew up so much is because everyone was watching it illegally, so they're just watching yeah. it at home on their laptops with their headphones mm-hmm. on. And I feel like that, that would works. be a lot scarier. If yeah, you it's like a creepypasta sort of deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like the people who said it was so scary were watching it in that environment, and I can see that being a lot yeah. more effective. Mm-hmm. You, need but... to feel, you need to feel trapped. Well, guess yeah. what? It's now on Shudder, folks. Hey. But yeah, that's at one point I was like, you know what? I think it might be better if I just watch this at night and yeah. don't look at yeah. my phone at home. Yeah. So. I, think it, it, I wish I liked it more. I was going to say my friend watched it today and he called it fraud. <laughs> <laughs> he said this is a screensaver, not a movie. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh. Fucking whatever, whatever the weird experimental horror of lo-fi beats, whatever the hell it's, mm. it is that. Yeah, it's very that. So. It's also been compared a lot to um, 
uh, we're all going to the world's end. That's World also Fair. World's Fair. Fair. That's yeah. also what I thought of when I looked yeah, at the yeah. photos of that movie. They're both called Analog Horror, apparently, which oh, I have not. The, that's what the kids are doing that's nowadays. That's what the kids are calling nowadays. I think we're all going to the World's Fair is a lot better than Skinamarink. That's it's, my take. It definitely has more of a clear. I wish I liked yeah. the world going to the World's Fair more, um, but it's not. Yeah, it was. I just didn't connect. Skinamarink is very unique, and I have a lot of respect for Good it. Good work, but, guys. But yeah, I also didn't ever feel super invested good on you <laughs> i do i do love though um all the credits are at the beginning of the film mm. so when the film ends it just, it, it ends get the fuck and out. then like for that. all the uh alamo draft house fans you know like when a, when the credits are over it runs the whole you know oh i think i think the, yeah i yeah. think it's time for you to leave and <laughs> that was the scariest part of the movie because like it's so quiet and then it just ends and it's a I think you need to leave. And it's like, holy crap. And like, I saw everyone else in the theater also like, like go back. I'm like, whoa. That's pretty And good. then also what was fun is like, even though the film was over and like, you know, the countdown was going on, a lot of people stayed in their seats and just like, what the hell did I just experience? <laughs> that just happened. Oh, like, so that just happened. That whole thing. And like, that was also very fun. So like, yeah. it was a great experience. I just feel like to like, I agree with you. Like to really get immersed with it, I feel like at home, headphones on to like yeah. get that 3D audio going on. If I saw this on YouTube in like 2014, I would have thought it was the scariest thing I've yeah. ever seen in my yeah. whole life. <laughs> Tar and Rink bringing back the front credits. Mm. Uh, Two mm-hmm. similar films. You haven't seen Tar yet, Ryan. I Bye. gave him. I bought the Blu-ray, so I gave Ryan my nice. digital code. I was gonna watch it today, but then I went on a Squishmallow journey with my sister. You made the wrong call. I did. You should have been like, "Fuck you!" I can't. I have to learn the true the story Tarverse. of Linda Tar. Lydia. Lydia. Lydia Tar. I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> Who the hell's Linda? <laughs> MF said Linda. Ah. <laughs> uh. Who's this? Speaking of MFs, who's this MF Otto, Carrie? A man called Otto. My man Otto. My guy Otto. This guy right here. Otto. This son of a bitch, Otto. He's a little grumpy. (laughs) You ever heard of Tom Hanks? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well... Uh, I went to see this movie because my mom really likes it. And she was like, I want to go see it again. And I was like, okay, I'll go with you. <laughs> and she was like, it's pretty depressing though. And I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and uh, it is it fine. Okay. <laughs> it, it did make me cry a lot. But, oh, okay. But also, I don't know why. <laughs> what doesn't? It's true. <laughs> but uh, it was... A little more multifaceted than I expected, because you just kind of expect Grumpy Man attains Heart of Gold by the yeah, end yeah. of the movie. But uh, it's like these kids are it's, weird. It's a lot more. It's a lot darker because he just. Uh, uh, this is gonna be a, a comedic illusion, but the movie doesn't play it comedy wise. But you remember that episode of SpongeBob where <laughs> you keep thinking Squidward is about to kill himself? Yes. It's just him trying to kill himself throughout oh, the whole movie. Oh, but Jesus. then his neighbors keep doing stuff and he keep because he's like in charge of this uh he's one of the property managers, I guess, of this like collection of condos. And he does his like daily rounds and stuff. And uh, as the movie goes, you get his present day intermixed with his past and you kind of see how he ended up where he is and why he is the way he is now but uh he 
is very in his ways and very strict with how things are supposed to operate in these places. And uh, as his new neighbors move in, they're just kind of bumbling around and he's a nice enough guy that he doesn't want to see them just bumbling around, but he does it in more of like a God, you're idiots kind of way. But I think it's, I think it's fine for what it is. And uh, a lot of the stuff that it cuts with is you're finding out the history of him and his wife and his wife has passed away by this point. You just sort of build the pieces of this man's history and why he is the grumpy old man that he is today. And you get to have a little more sympathy for him. And the, the neighbors who move in, they're really nice. And uh, everyone's pretty pretty nice. But there's some bad people oh. who are trying to buy the condos. And uh, he doesn't like that. So I just learned something. I think this is a remake. It is a remake. Okay, it's a can remake I just look? And it's based on a book. Okay, can I just looked at the writer, and he they made a movie called A Man Called Ove. So I assume yeah. this is that, but Otto. Yes. Yep. 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 Okay. It's that, but Tom Hanks. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. It's well. got some fun parts, and if and I like Tom Hanks overall. Like I mean, yeah, nothing against I think, him. I, like, yeah. I think Tom Hanks is very. His charming, son's cool. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> follow chet hanks on instagram just because it's funny yeah and uh, he goes live a lot and one time i joined his live and he was literally doing push-ups in the street <laughs> i was good. like now this is some good content <laughs> pretty good pretty good but yeah i think it's it's I don't want to say it's what you'd expect because I think it's a little better than that. Because I, I was a little of, sadder than what people might expect. It's a lot sadder than that, yeah. And uh, yeah, it might be a bit more upsetting if you weren't expecting that. But because uh, I haven't seen this movie, but I was thinking of that movie with Bill Murray where Melissa McCarthy moves in. Oh, same Vincent. Yeah, yeah I, feel, I haven't seen that movie, so I can't speak on it. But I feel like that would be the like. Dumbed down version of this. My parents love that movie. St. Vincent? Yeah. It's got yeah. Naomi in it. Naomi Watts is in that oh. movie. Oh. Yeah, she's in that. Alright, well, that's Otto. That's that guy named Otto. We love him, folks, don't we? Probably never watch it again, but it's pretty. It's it's, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm glad your mother enjoyed it yeah, enough to watch it twice. She saw 80 for Brady today. We'll Whoa. Oh, <laughs> man. Great. Love it. Uh, missing. I still haven't seen this, but this is the spiritual successor to Searching, yes. starring one John Cho. I believe I'm the only one who saw this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a spiritual successor to Missing, and it is nope to Searching. Searching, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Similar name. I was I I only <laughs> called you out because I was like I'm not gonna do that, uh, and then I did it. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so Missing. Uh, follows a similar premise to Searching, a feature film that came out five years ago, yeah, which is ago, crazy to me, where um, an 18-year-old girl, her mom goes on a vacation with her boyfriend, and then eventually they end up missing. Whoa. Uh, and she, with the power of the internet, tries to, to figure search. out, has to search for what's going on, but everything is filmed from the perspective of her laptop or phones or just any sort of like realistic camera or device screen that could um that 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 could that you could look at and from that perspective so that is the interesting look that it has and my favorite part of this is it begins with her watching a netflix true crime adaptation of the events of, of searching, searching. <laughs> which is very so very funny. funny and very nice <laughs> um but yeah it follows a similar thing similar process to it um I don't like it as much as searching, I think, because this one has a lot more 
it's it's one of those like mystery things where like every time a new piece of information comes up you think you think an insane thing is the truth and then like it goes back on that very quickly mm -hmm. um and it is all from the perspective of the main character so it it all makes sense but like it does that a little too much kind of like how in searching at one point john Cho like thinks his brother has done something horrible um, to like his um, daughter, if you remember, remember that. Yeah, it's been well. a long oh, time. Oh, really? I don't remember all the twists and turns. I do remember the part where he goes live for a second. He's just like, oh, yeah. someone joins and then immediately leaves. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> That's I need, my favorite part. My, my, my main thing is I need a rewatch searching, mostly yeah. for John Show, but <laughs> there there are a lot of twists and like reveals and like it's a little too much and, and it gets to the point that you understand fully what is happening you're left thinking, okay, but what is this, in a realistic <laughs> sense, is this how a person would really go about doing this thing? Mm -hmm. I don't know about that, but it is consistently entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just just a nice, fun time. I, I enjoy the missing slash searching cinematic universe. It's a fun, fun I time. I like Storm Reid. She's all right. She's the main character. What else is she in? She is, well, she's going to be in The Last of Us, but oh. she was in A Wrinkle in Time, which is oh. the only thing I remember her. She's, I don't know, she's nice, is all I'm saying. She, she was know. very good in this. She seemed very nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's going to be uh, Riley. In oh, the she's going to be Riley. The okay. Last of Us. Yeah, I, so that's I'm, something. That's, she seems like she'll be a very good Riley. Uh huh. The very long role in that movie, in the show. Yeah, very, very uh, whole episode yeah, dedicated to her. I bet. Uh, that's missing. I still want to watch it. I just haven't had the time to, to watch it. Yeah, same. But it's also a movie I don't have to watch in a movie theater. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, watch it on my not that theater. it's that bad, but it's like a. I don't need to go to the cinema to yeah. watch this film. Sorry, creators of Missing and Searching. Is this the? Same? I assume it's the same people, and they yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. just take the, the premise. Like Unfriended, but good. Yes, 100%. How old is Unfriended now? Is it a decade old? I think Unfriended came out in 2016. Oh, that makes you feel better. I think it's like 2014. Oh, that sounds more right. Let me look. I was going to say, that's going to make me feel old as fuck. <laughs> Unfriended did come out in 2014. Okay. So it is so almost, almost a, decade a decade old. old. That wow. is crazy. We got to have a party. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> Uh, all right, folks. Infinity Pool is the next movie on this list. Hey. Old old, old B Dog, as I like to call him, when I go to the Cronenbergs, he's like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Very normal household, normal guys. Uh, let me sit in all your normal chairs. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <no>. Whoa, <laughs> this guy's a little different. Um, are they Canadian? They're Canadian. Probably. I think they're Canadian. I don't know. Anyways, uh, no one that weird's not Canadian. <laughs> Brandon Cronenberg's new film, Mia Goth's in this, Alex, Alexander Skarsgård. Um, Alexander Skarsgård also produced it, which makes me feel like there's something wrong with Alexander <laughs> Skarsgård. He, he's a little weird. What else has he been in? He was in, he was in The Northman. He was in The Northman. He, he also the produced Northman. The Northman as See? well. He was The so Northman. he is messed up. Yeah. What was his big thing that he was in? Was he in it like doesn't matter. True Blood or something? That's what I thought. He was in True Blood. Yeah. I can see what you guys talk about the movie. I remember movie. hearing the name Skarsgård in relation to True Blood a long yeah, time I think, ago. I think that was when I first started hearing about mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, rest in peace, uh, Alexander Skarsgård's uh, budget that he put in the Northman. Oof. That didn't do well for him, huh? Anyways. He was in True Blood. You are right. There you go. Infinity Pool. Uh, Carrie, do you want to explain this one? Yeah. Uh, we find ourselves following Alexander Skarsgård and his wife. Yes, it's definitely, they're still definitely married. 
Uh, That's a big deal of it. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was wife or fiance, but because uh, he married rich. Oh remember? right, of course, of course, he marries rich. But uh, him and his wife are at this resort. I don't remember where the resort That's is. That's what I was just okay, looking up. It's I, definitely in a not real place. Yeah, yeah it's, fake, it's a fake place. Fakey fake place yeah. that is a bad time, apparently. Outside the, outside the gated, fenced-in walls of this resort. resort yeah. But uh, they go to this all-inclusive resort because he is a writer and is struggling to come up with his next book. It's been six years since his last book, his only book. And they meet Mia Goth and her husband, who are staying at the resort as well. And then they get up to some hijinks. They leave the confines of the resort and then run into some issues. Mia Goth, a fan of uh, his writing. Um, Yes, of course. Man, where do we start with this (laughs) one? The thing about this is you can watch the trailers and I feel like you're not going to understand. You're, you will not go into it and be like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Because mm-hmm. like when the first like thing happens... To be fair, I saw a second trailer that just gave away what that was. When oh, I mentioned really? last podcast that the second trailer I saw just gave away the clone thing, that's what... Oh, the, really? Oh, yeah. Because huh. yeah. yeah, that happened and I was like, huh. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw like uh, all of the Alamo supplemental stuff. There was a lot of clone stuff. So it's like, oh, that's be a right. Clone thing. Because I saw something, I knew that he ran over someone with the car, and there was a prison problem. But that's all I knew. Yeah. And I didn't realize there was a clone. And like situation. even then, like the clone situation that happens in the movie is not what I would expect it to be. Right. I wouldn't think like, oh, the government is actually <laughs> this is this is our thing. Well, I mean, it makes sense if you think about Possessor, which was a movie about a yeah, lady who possessed true. people to be a super spy. What's with this guy and his uh, yeah. And bodies and, you know, not being... Yeah. <laughs> and the horror about the bodies. <laughs> Weird guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I'll, I'll start off here. I can't... Is this a good... I don't know. The story here... This really is a movie about performance and style. This is a this is a movie where Mia Goth is doing her Mia Goth thing. And there is weird flashing lights and colors, and Mia Goth is naked, and she's dancing in a little cube. And look at her. Isn't that crazy? And like... Fucking come over here and spoilers suck on my little titty, the fucking Alexander Skarsgård. Um, and uh, yeah, it's very visual. It's very be a goth, being a little freaky goblin. Um, I I thought I had a letterbox banger when I wrote my review for this movie that I said, uh, "Make me the Florence Florence Pugh for little freaks." Mia Goth to her agent, probably. Because that's kind of what she's <laughs> doing. Yeah. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. That's kind of yeah. what she's doing here. Uh, she's just being... I don't know. She's got this presence that's like hard not to love. And she just goes for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else to say about this. Uh, I don't know, Ryan. I mean, it's definitely a movie where if you have epilepsy, you will die. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you will they should have said that when the movie started... And then when I got to the point when they did the thing, I was like, you should have, like, maybe told, like, there should have been, like, a warning you buy a ticket for no, this movie right, or yeah. walk yeah, into there the was theater. A thing, there was a thing, there was the a thing at the beginning, the but there needs to be more. It is more rough. like a, no, 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 we mean it. Yeah, I need Alexander Skarsgård to come as a guy. Like, as a student, a guy. Thank you for coming to I the know, cinema, but. <laughs> I, know, I know you read this, but I cannot emphasize this enough, Okay. Got it. You're gonna see some titty sucking later, and it's gonna be great. But you wanna <laughs> live. You wanna live to see that. 
I was like, whoa, what the hell is happening? <laughs> but but yeah, I'm I'm also very conflicted because like there's a lot of interesting ideas and the performance stuff is very good, but it is also just kind of nonsense a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the sexual stuff is just kind of like like, what are we doing here with this? Like, it's, it's very funny. Does it say anything other than uh, white people with money when they go vacationing? Have, yeah, like, they go that, that's crazy. It? Yeah. 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 It's like, hey, rich people are weird. Yeah. And, like, I love that genre. It's one of my favorite genres because rich people are weird, and I like making fun of them for it. <laughs> but it's also a very, like, it's, it's a little too flashy and weirdly sexual for me to be like oh yeah but also it's vibes though it is vibes it i like those vibes, vibes. <laughs> but you could also put me goth in any movie and my reaction would be like yeah vibes i really need to see a cue for wellness is what yeah. i got oh uh, yeah <laughs> i have it on digital we could watch it right now <laughs> <laughs> uh carrie what'd you think uh i really liked it and uh oh yeah you gave it four stars i did <laughs> Uh, I think I like Possessor more, but I do want to watch Infinity Pool again. But uh, I uh, did have a letterbox banger with my review where I said uh, only uh, only losers who are in love with Mia Goth and have a degradation king would rate this four stars, and I rated it four stars. Mm. Like people, it, people enjoyed, that. especially at the end when uh, Mia Goth is like, "Hey, like." Well, nobody fucking likes you, buddy. Spoilers for Infinity Pool. <laughs> yeah, when she's like, so come get the fucking coward, whatever the fucking his name is. Uh, it's very good. All that stuff with the car, when she's on the, the mm-hmm. hood of the car. It's great. It's, it's real. So it's good. really yeah, good. I really like this movie. And I can't wait to watch it again. It's a movie for little weirdos. Hello. Uh, it's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, the only thing, the only thing I related to this movie... In a weird, in a, not in a crazy, I just went and killed a bunch of people and then I made a clone of myself and then he got killed. Is the feeling when you come back from a vacation or at the end of the movie where they're leaving? Right. And just becoming yeah. back to normal and people? And just normal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was very fun. So fun. I was like, someone who went on vacation for the first time, I was like, oh yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I didn't kill anybody, but I, I did have to start planning my life again yeah. once I was on the bus back yeah. to the airport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's um, funny. Yeah, that's Infinity Pool. Good credits. I like the credits. Good vibey credits. True. Mm-hmm. Like those masks. Those masks are pretty good. The masks were really cool. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I like this better than Possessor, but that's just that's just me. So, it's probably know. it's more fun. It's a lot. More it's fun more fun, fun than, than Possessor. Yes. It's been a while. Since it's more of like Possessor what I expected from Brandon Cronenberg from the marketing that Possessor got. Mm. Then yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's all we got for January, folks. That's all the movies. No, Ooh. not a lot of films. Uh. We got some not films, uh, television shows. But they're really, fake. they're not like they're not really television shows. They're like long movies because of how like like big and like crazy they are, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Poker Face isn't that crazy, but it is a little. It is like a baby mini uh, Knives Out snack. Yeah. Um, anyways, Poker Face came out. It's Ryan Johnson's uh, new produced show with Natasha Leon. Ryan Johnson directs the first two episodes, which I was really impressed with. I thought it was going to be the first one. If you enjoy uh, mystery solving and you enjoy Natasha Leone's strange, raspy New York ass, oh, I love essentially it. being Columbo, essentially being like, <laughs> yeah, but just one more thing. I just got one more yeah. thing to ask you. And you'd like this show. Yeah, I didn't realize how great her voice would be for, for that bit. Yeah. Until, until I watched one, the first episode. This is one thing I don't understand. You know what I said? You went over there. Why'd you do that? 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty good. So I re- yeah, poker face. And good. and like the main bit is like she is she's kind of like I've only seen the first episode and she's falling into being like a private investigator type person, and she has this thing where she can always detect if someone's lying, mm-hmm. basically. So if someone's not telling her the truth, she can. She's like, I know you're lying to me. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh no, so I'm Adrian Brody. <laughs> so she does her detective work from that. So it's yes. like, okay, why'd you lie about this? Okay, so like, like she the- knows she can't like you know incriminate someone on that, but she just uses that skill to find out you know what is going on. And then she's just why does she keep solving murders? I don't know because she's again she yeah, she, she likes solving. She might as well. She might as well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty good. Um, you'd like it, Carrie. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Yeah, you'd be a fan of it. Uh, they made a show of The Last of Us. They were going to make a movie and then they made a show of it. Yeah. The Last of Us, a very popular video game from 2013. Are you telling me that Unfriended and The Last of Us are almost the same age? That's almost. weird. Yeah. That's weird to me. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> it turns it out pretty good, yeah. <laughs> it turns out they made a pretty good show out of a pretty good video game. There yeah. are moments... Um, and it were I feel like oh yeah this is this is this was a video game. This was a video game. Um, my main thing was in the first episode where like he got separated from his brother and it was because a car perfectly like like blocked separated him. separated them like and he was like I was like oh no we gotta go around. Look I'm gonna jump over there. Don't. And I could just feel like the, the camera like moving behind his back. It's like, All right, time to play the game. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, there's a few things like that, but like. Very good. Pedro Pascal is a very good actor. He's, He's very, very good. good at that role. And like Nick Offerman is very good as well yeah. in, in that thing. It's a very good show. Anyways, that's very, it. Clearly very expensive. <laughs> very expensive show. Yeah. Which is the weirdest thing about it. Because it's like, oh yeah, that's that's the video game. It it's looks crazy. crazy. How, like, a lot of video game stuff is either they get like no budget or they get, or they get all the budget. insane amount of budget. And like this seems to be like the first one that's actually like doing good with that. A lot of budget and it's also good. Yeah. It's not a Prince of I know Persia. people like The Witcher, but The Witcher was also a series of books. It was it also came, books. Yes. So it's hard to like compare those two, but it's very good. I'm when so- Carrie Lyle's like it, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a zombie show at the end of the day. It is a zombie show, but what I like it what it does with the zombies, which I also liked how the original Last of Us did, is it's all the zombies are you know like a fungus thing. Yeah, I do like that. And so they look very pretty. So they, they look very so pretty. they have a they have a unique <laughs> look and like vibe to them that other zombie stuff does not have with you know because of the monsters they also have like this weird fungus stuff growing out of them which is they also like move and they also move very very weird and like they click and it's it's, they're very smart they made a good zombie game when they they made made a good zombie they made a very good zombie game yeah and and yeah like i i think that's kind of why it like because because even that game came out when zombie stuff was getting getting a little tiring because the walking dead had been on for a while but guys we get it but like it we're did, the real Walking Dead. I, well, I understand <laughs> it. We are the walk. We are the last of us. Exactly. But even then, you know, this show it came out when people were kind of done with zombies, and even the, the Walking Dead finally ended this year. Even though they're going to have like eight spinoffs Great. for some reason. This year. Um, last year, technically, oh, it ended oh, finally. Negan's Crazy Adventures coming soon to AMC Plus. That is one of that is one of Great. the spinoffs. There's gonna be a Negan <laughs> spinoff and a Daryl Dixon a, spinoff. He's a bat guy. He's, yeah, he's a bat guy. Yeah, he's in Tekken. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Last of Us, shows. pretty good. More like movies if you think about it, because kind of budget. Mm. It's, more, it's more like really long movies. Really long movies are kind of real. Yeah. Uh, February. Yay. Knock, knock. Uh, movies are February. Moving on. Sorry. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Hello there. Uh, knock at the cabin. M. Night Shyamalan. 
definitely didn't see this movie already, folks. Yeah. So, based on a there's book. A, there's a cabin. Someone's knocking on it. They're like, it's Batista. Hello. It's like, hello. <laughs> Hi. I'm not wrong nice. with me. Mm-hmm. Weas- Mr. Weasley. <laughs> He's a little racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not like, in the cabin. Hey, we gotta, we gotta kill some people or the world will end. Whoa, crazy. Are, are we serious? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> a little random. Who knows? Uh, anyways, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, next month. Uh, so this is what I added last minute. Uh, this is Orchestrator of Storms, the fantastic world of Jean Rollin. What? So, uh, <laughs> folks who follow me on Letterboxd, which I don't know how many people who listen to this show actually follow us on Letterboxd. In December, while I was on vacation, I decided to subscribe to the Arrow Video uh, oh. subscription service. And in it, they had um, a lot. They have a lot of freaky genre movies. What? So one of the... I decided to jump into the a little bit of the a little bit of a history lesson on one director named Jean Rollin. He's a French director. I guess the genre of film that they describe it in describe his movies as is fantastique, which is kind of like shallow, but Frenchier, but still horny and still technicolor. Like the color is still like all right. All right, you got me. You but, got and, me. But very horny. Very horny. Very, yeah. The guy used to direct porn, and then he decided to make freaky, yeah. He made The Graves of Death and uh, Living Dead Girl. Uh, hmm. I have been seeing you vlogging. Yes, yeah, so I decided yeah. to watch this. And then turns out Arrow Video were, were, were releasing these movies on their service because they, they got the rights to a documentary about the guy's work and life. Oh, cool. And so the documentary is coming to, to Arrow Video this month, along with... More of his movies, including *The Living Dead Girl*, that's coming out. Uh-huh. So, um, that's again, and a movie for the real freaks out there who might like *Infinity Pool*. You might like the movies of Sean Rollin. Uh, very, a lot of naked people, um, a lot of vampires that he swears are not vampires. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're all right. They're all about an hour and a half. They're pretty good. The lady, his, he has this lady he really likes that he found while he was making pornography. And then I was like, what if you made spooky movies with me where you did have sex, but you will still be naked all the time? <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't you worry about that. But also the actress, like, she's very good because she's like, I look, she knows I look very good naked. And I look very good and I got a cool face. And I got intense. And she, she rocks it. She's very good. So anyways, that's that. 80 for Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it's another movie for freaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys explained this movie to me last night, and I don't understand it. It's still. not an SNL bit. It's a real movie. No, no, no. It sounds like an SNL bit. Like you know the movie Book Club with all the slightly older actresses that all of our moms love, probably. No. And they get together and read Fifty Shades of Grey. It's no. kind of like that sort of same movie, but football. These four ladies who really like to watch football, but they've never been to the Super Bowl, and they want to go to the Super Bowl because Tom Brady is about to retire. Yeah, in the movie. He just retired now. I don't know anything about football, but it seems to me like Tom Brady has almost retired for the last 10 years. I think Mm. this was his second retirement. The second time. But it was a big deal, and then he came back, and he came back and just got his ass handed to him. Yeah, and he was like... And he got a divorce, and it was really bad, and he was like, yeah. Yeah. But so they're trying to get to the Super Bowl, but they don't have tickets, I don't think. So they're like, they show up at the Super Bowl without tickets, and then are just trying to gain access to the Super Bowl. Pretty good. But yeah, my mom was seeing it today, and I said, have fun. And then she, uh, uh, a bit later, after she had seen the movie, she was like, you wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> so. Does she have any uh, uh, warm feelings was, for the Cowboys? Or football? She, 
I don't think she dislikes football, but she'll watch it. Like she like my dad's a big football guy, so she just will watch football and she'll check up on football, but she's not into football. Mm. How about sense. them cowboys, as they so, say? Yeah. But she my mom said it was pretty predictable too, oh. the movie. <laughs> so okay. If you want a nice, easy watch, maybe try Real quick, listeners, I'm going to look up who are the star-studded cast and ladies of 80 for 80 Sally for Break. Field, okay. uh, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Rita Moreno. Oh, I like Rita Moreno. Yeah, she's very funny. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, there you go. Well, he retired. Uh, I do I do like uh, Tom Brady, um, you know, retiring and then making the joke. And now I got to go watch 80 for Brady. That's uh, true. Oh, that's sure a good bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> Eighty for Brady. Uh, out the Outwaters. This I like this. Name. I am very, I am very, very excited for this. So this is a found footage film, very similar to Blair Witch Project, where it is, um, it's presented as someone finds these um, SD cards with some footage on it, and it's all about this group of four friends going on a trip to the desert and weird stuff happens (laughs) which is very simple but i've heard some like very like crazy stuff from like film festivals that it's been shown at and it's gotten like skin and marink levels of like like experimental weird horse vibes apparently so i am as a big big blair witch fan i am so excited for this and I checked the listings today, yeah, I was gonna say. and it is showing in every state except for the dear old state Nebraska, yeah, I baby. I don't, I can't believe it. We got Skidamarink. We can't get the Outwaters. This we is what gotta, happens when you only get one Alamo Draft House yeah. now. Oh well, I God. mean, Skidamarink was playing at fucking Marcus anywhere. State. Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah, it was only Alamo for two days. We gotta send Greg Marcus a DM on Instagram. <laughs> You're like Greg, please. <laughs> I'm begging but, you. Yeah, MAC is out waters. It, whenever you describe it, I know it's not going to be this, but it just makes me think of that fucking movie from, I think, 2017 called Phoenix Forgotten. Yeah, which was the I, found did, I did see that. Desert alien movie. Yeah. But uh, at the end, they're like, they're going out to the desert to try and film aliens, but uh-huh. then it turns out, well, it's still aliens at the end of the day, but it's aliens that are like the biblically accurate angels. So it's this big fucking wheel that's like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Um, So uh, trying to see that on a found footage was very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But this is apparently like, I've heard me describe as Lovecraftian when like like the reveals of like what's what's going on out in this weird desert. So I don't know. I show up to this movie and it's another big fucking wheel. (laughs) It's gonna be Robbie L, the fourth angel. Listen, listen. I'm all for it. Well, you know what? You're I'm right. all for it. <laughs> More wheels. More wheels in cinema. So yeah, this is this is one of my most hyped movies of the okay, year. Okay, yeah, seems so cool. People on Letterboxd are really hyped on it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, hope, uh, hopefully we can watch it somehow. Magic Mike's Last Dance. There's a new Magic Mike movie coming out, folks. Cinema is yeah, back. <laughs> we got Salma Hayek as our leading lady here with one uh, magical Michael. Um... <laughs> I'm a big fan of Magic Mike Double XL. I have not seen the first Steven Soderbergh. Steven Soderbergh is back for this mm-hmm. movie. Yes. So I don't know what there's gonna go because the first one, as I understand, was a little bit more of a movie. Like it was, it had less fun. It was more of like, hey, this guy's got dreams and he's got whatever the hell, and these guys are kind of interesting and complex, as you would imagine. Male strippers being, hey, they got probably some stuff to say in yeah. about their lives. 
And then the second one's all like, oh, no, this is just fucking... We're doing this... Donald Glover and fucking Channing Tatum are doing this uh, fucking strip intense little dance number to um, Nine Inch Nails a Closer. Um, it's pretty good. Um, so I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm sure it's going to be a fun time, and I'm excited. Yeah. It looks like a fucking... Like, well, they're putting on a big show, so I'm like, yes. is this just going to be a straight-up musical? And That's I'm, also what it looks I'm, like. I'm ready, That's also I'm what it ready. looks like. I still need to watch the other ones, because I haven't seen any of them. But It, it has big, like, we need to do this to keep the community set <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> we got to put on a <laughs> show. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Yeah, that's Carrie's favorite thing. I love that. <laughs> any movie that's about gearing up for it and then putting on oh, a sure. performance, that's my favorite kind of movie. <laughs> How do you feel about Sing? Ugh. <laughs> <Never> mind. <laughs> I do like Taron Egerton a lot, though. Yeah. He's the gorilla. Oh, so. yes, he is. He's who has a voice of an angel. Right. But he, he, he doesn't want to be a mobster. He like doesn't. He wants to sing. What a nice young man. Yeah, right. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited for Magic Mike's Magical Michael and his last dance. Also, Magic Mike Double XL came out almost a decade ago, which is crazy wow. to me. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, stuff. I keep seeing stuff of like. Uh, my favorite albums and stuff are like, what's 10 years old now? And I'm like, oh God. Yeah, yeah it's rough. <laughs> Don't it's, tell me that. It's rough. Anyways, that's it. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Woo! <laughs> Ryan Lance, where are you at with this one? Um, This is something that I feel like I'll end up seeing on a Sunday morning by myself. Because you have Alamo season pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I like I like Paul Rudd. I think George, the biggest Ant Man fan out of the yeah. three here. What do you What do you think? Nothing. Oh, I think the Ant Man movies are good heist movies. They're fun and like. And this is and very different. Luis Guzman, or his name is. Um, I think that's his name. But he's funny. He's that the, the whole oh, thing was like, right, yeah. yeah, it's got Ti. Like they're fun. This one's like super serious, all CGI, motherfucker. I just saw Avatar: The Way of Water. <laughs> Go fuck yourself with this CG. It looks like shit. <laughs> Fuck you. It just looks fake. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing. it doesn't. Because the anime movies, like... Pretty grounded movies. Pretty Other than, grounded, you know, he's an ant, he controls ants. I know, yeah, I get yeah. it, but... But yeah, and like, they're set, they have, they look like more realistic sets than normal, than typical, usually Marvel typical, does. typical Marvel stuff. But this is all like, oh, we're super small now, and now we're just in space world. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I like I Jonathan guess. Majors, but oh, I don't yeah, fucking no. know who Kang is. I don't... Who... All these motherfuckers be like, it's Kang, bitch. She's like, who? My problem with people who are like, it's Kang, bitch. Like, they, they've seen Watch Mojo videos. Like, exactly. here's everything you know about Kang the Conqueror. Exactly. <laughs> he's the he's better than Thanos. And be like, what? what? Thanos? He was the villain of the So this thing. guy's bigger? No, he's, he's, he's Jonathan Majors. I like Jonathan Majors, though. He's very good. And he's but... probably going to be very good in this, but... Part of me hopes this is the movie, because I just feel so much apathy. Like, I'll watch almost any Marvel movie, except Eternals, but I'll watch anything else. Yeah. And this one, I'm like, this has to be the one that doesn't do well, right? I just don't understand. I don't know. I it. It, uh, it'll, be, it'll be a testament, because, like, the A-Man movies were never, like... Big. They were never... <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're, trying, they're trying to end it with, like, another... It feels like all their movies are trying to be, like, the, the biggest thing. And it's like, not everything can be that. Can't we just have a movie? Which is what Ant-Man was. Yeah, Ant-Man was just the movie. Now it's like, now you can go back in time and be with your daughter. Blah. Also, they recasted the daughter actress. She's yeah. also not helping me, being like, <laughs> yeah. who are you? Um, but also, speaking of Avatar, they're advertising this movie so much in 3D. All the ads I've seen for this movie 
are in 3D. And they do that thing where they um they they have the widescreen 16 by 9, but the the actor like like they, they do like a pop out, so mm-hmm. it looks like whoa. Yeah. And it's all like fucking James Cameron took your ass to school, Marvel. Fuck this shit. Are you kidding me? It looks like garbage. That's post-conversion. That's, 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 that's how it is. God damn it. He was like, I just have the people in the front. That's it. it. That's it. That's just all three of these to be right. Anyways, I like Jonathan Majors, and I like Paul Rudd, and I like the Ant-Man movies. Modoc's going to be in it. You like Modoc? I, I like the concept of the fact that Marvel people having to come to terms with Modoc, because he is yeah. so fucking silly and ridiculous he is very silly i'm excited. he's a little big faced man with little oh, little arms yeah, and yeah i should carry yeah, I, was, I, I saw that and i was like what the fuck was that and so i like that we're at the point where it's like take that seriously no you have to take modok modok he's very big in the comics like he's very dangerous he's very big deal yeah why serious take it know. serious you gotta take it serious i like that that's what i like it is weird that where they have Modok and Kane, who are both like equal levels yeah. of like big series, like just in the same movie, I guess. And there were some people making fun of how Modok looks like, motherfucker, he's Modok! <laughs> he looks like shit! Yes! <laughs> he always has. No one's ever been like, whoa! Modok, so, so cool! <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. What's after Ant Man, Ryan? Uh, Guardians 3. Oh, right, I knew which, that. Which I'm, which I'm, I'm looking forward for. to yeah. it. I like Guardians. They're what pretty a, fun guys. Yeah, I like how they're just like little weird freaks. Mm-hmm. I like I like, uh, I like Mantis. I do Mantis like Mantis. Is my Mantis, the the Christmas special made me really be like, oh, Mantis is great actually. See. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the game a lot. That Guardians game is good. Let me play that game. It's pretty good. I have it. Anyways, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey's finally coming out. Yeah, wow. apparently. Ooh. And when I, I was know. looking at the website, there was like a, it, I think it's going to be a one day. Yeah, it's going to be a fandom kind of event thing. thing. Yeah. That checks out. $15 for this fucking ticket. <laughs> no, thanks. I'll wait till it's yeah, on streaming. I'll wait, probably. Yeah. Because like, this isn't going to be good. No, it's Like, just, it's going to just, because like. The, this looks banana splits uh, quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they had to like, the only I reason. I think about that movie too much, by the, the way. Only <laughs> movie, the only reason this movie exists is because they want to be the first horror movie yeah, to have the right to this. Mm-hmm. So like, they didn't try to like, write. They clearly, I mean, I haven't seen it, so it might be the greatest movie ever made, but like, I don't know. But like, I doubt they like, put in the time with like, the writing and the yeah. performances and the filming to like, mm-hmm. make something like, actually like, interesting or good. It's just gonna right. be, it's just gonna be a slasher, but like, it's like, my name is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and that's Piglet. And we don't have the rights to the other ones yet. And then kill someone and he'll be like, oh, bother. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, can we say that? Is that? <laughs> is that public domain? And also, I like We're Winnie good? the Pooh. Okay, cool. I, I love, love Winnie the Pooh. He's great. He's, he's adorable. He's a nice he's little guy. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm a big so. fan. I'm a little precious about that yeah. kind of thing, so I don't want to watch them slanderize mumble. It is also just gonna. It's it clearly just a guy with a Winnie the Pooh kind of mask <laughs> killing yeah. people. And it also reminds me of how much of a disappointment Christopher Robin was. What? I know it's got your guy. And it's a Winnie the Pooh movie, Winnie but that was very cute in that movie. But, what uh, the fuck? I know. I was kind of bummed about that movie. What the fuck? How do you, okay, let's talk about another bear. Regular bear does regular things. Oh! I thought you were going to bring up Paddington again. No, 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 and I was no. like, we don't need to rehash We don't this. need to talk about... Paddington does not do this. <laughs> this is cocaine bear. <laughs> it's ah, probably going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. 
I feel like it's gonna be a very much I'm, the normies go and are like that was pretty that, that's crazy. why that's <laughs> why I don't want Lana to be like I'm sure it looks fine I like the people who it's got some of the aren't the writers isn't the what's their fucking Lego movie oh. people oh I don't know Oh, I thought I they were involved so. in some way. Maybe I made so. that Elizabeth up. Banks is Elizabeth it. Banks is the director. Whoa! Charlie's yeah. Angels, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that, actually. Decidedly not Elizabeth Banks' cocaine bear, huh? I, I guess, yeah. I'm going to say she was really big <laughs> right, on winning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is produced by Phil Lord I knew and, it. and Chris Miller. So that was like, okay... They'll probably be pretty good then, yeah. yeah. But it is like, <laughs> that's crazy. That's pretty wacky. <laughs> yeah, the premise is very like, whoa, that's going to be a... Talk about movies, am I right? Yeah, so... It's like, I guess. So... Let me tell you about the movie Skidmore Ring. <laughs> but there's <Broad>. not... <laughs> there's not a lot coming out in February anyways. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's a weirdly light month. Mm-hmm. But people are still apparently seeing Avatar, which is crazy to me. Two billion, crazy. it did it. Two I know, billion. but like, like I don't know anyone who's seen it. <laughs> who has seen it? You have. You've still only seen it twice. I have only seen it twice. I want to see it a third time. Yeah, but like, do you want to go watch Avatar tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know anyone, and like, I don't know anyone. I'm a fucking recluse. But like, but like, who has still seen it at this numbers? Where like, I can't watch the Outwaters at Alamo because like, we gotta have Avatar showing four times every day. <laughs> You're supposed to be the good theater. Just good stuff, not Avatar. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Avatar's pretty good. No, actually, no, but it's good. It's, it's, I like looking at it. <laughs> Unlike Ant-Man and Quantumania. Yeah. Also, isn't Evangeline Lilly canceled? She, she from, from what I remember, she was like, no, I got the vaccine. I believe in science, but I don't think other people should be forced to get vaccinated. Uh. Which, for, no one's forcing anyone to get that. No, that's never been a thing. No. But people are weird. Sorry to get political on the podcast. <laughs> get fucking vaccinated, Jesus Christ! It's been a theme for centuries. It's it's a it's the modern marvel of science. I don't know, Ryan. I don't know, Ryan. I read I read the beginning of a tweet that said I should think about it. I've been waiting. I've been exclusively reading I Rob th- Schneider's tweets. <laughs> I exclusively follow Zachary Levi, Star yeah. Shazam. Ooh, yucks. Oops. Guess someone's not going to be in the new DC universe. <laughs> Anyways, that's a podcast. Ryan, where can folks find you? Go to letterboxd.com and go to Film Piece. <clears throat> and that is me. You'll see my thoughts on the movie Tar because I need to watch the movie Ooh, Tar. I'm excited. I like it. I need to rewatch Tar. Yeah. I would say that is one of the best movies of the year. I'd agree. Interesting. I'd agree. It's pretty good. <laughs> Carrie, where can folks find you? You can find me on Letterboxd just by searching my first name, Carrie, K-A-R-R-I-E. Okay, you can find me at jcruzalvarez26. Right? That's my thing on Letterboxd, right? Yeah, it is. Um, maybe I'll watch more weird French movies that, uh, yeah, while my wife's away, because she'll be like, this is weird. And so, there you go. Um, I'm getting a little crazy. <laughs> the wife's out of the house. <laughs> I'm gonna watch these weird French films. They're not porn. I swear to God, it's not. I'm not watching porn. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Anyways, that's it. Until next time. Bye bye.